The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and the scribes, they began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to him, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having 10 coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors, and she says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then Jesus said, A man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. A few days later, the younger son collected all of his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. The boy longed to eat his fill of the pods upon which the swine fed, but no one gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, kissed him. His son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son who had been out in the field and on his way back as he neared the house he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants, asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother is returned. Your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The boy became angry 
And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. The boy said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I have served you. Not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. The father said to the boy, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. We are walking with Jesus to Jerusalem, and the majority of St. Luke's Gospel is telling the story of this journey uh, to the cross. On this journey, he's traveling, he's, he's preaching, and he's healing, but that's not enough. There's been preachers and healers before Jesus and after Jesus, but the Lord's preaching and, and healing is going to culminate in the cross, in the crucifixion, and in the resurrection. So we've got to keep that always in mind. Otherwise, these teachings, these healings really have no meaning at all because they're going to culminate in the resurrection. So today we find ourselves in the, the 15th chapter of St. Luke. So there are certain biblical passages that we all should know. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. You know that as, that's right, the Sermon on the Mountain, Right? I knew that I heard you guys saying that. The other one is Luke chapter 15. Okay? Today we have these three parables the parables of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost son. So, chapter 15 of St. Luke. So, if you ever want to evangelize, share your faith with someone and say, well, this is what we as Catholics believe, go to Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Sermon on the Mountain, go to Luke chapter 15. They really sum up the good news of Jesus Christ. But a couple notes of reflection for us this morning. First of all, God doesn't force us to love him. God does not force us to love him. Notice in the, the, the parable of the prodigal son that the father respected the son's decision to leave. He also respected the older son's decision not to come into the house. So, when remember, this is a parable. This was a teaching tool. It didn't happen, in other words. It's not a historical fact. Jesus was making it up. So, all of these elements are going to be important. So, notice when the boy is coming back, what happens? Jesus creates the story that the boy is a long way off. He didn't say the boy came back to the house, went to the front porch, rang the doorbell, and the father looked through the ring camera and saw, oh, that loser son's finally back home. <laughs> Could have made it that way, couldn't he? Could have even just said that the boy came all the way to the house. But our Lord said, a long ways away. And then what was the father's response? Well, he meandered out and met the boy, right? No. He ran. He ran to his son. Our Lord puts those, uh, uh, those, those words into this parable for a reason. 
because God treats us in the same way. God wants us to love him. He's not going to force us. And at times he allows us to find our own path. Meanwhile, he's patiently waiting for us, anticipating us. And all we have to do is to give an indication of we want to return. Just an indication. And our Lord will rush to be where we're at. Notice the young boy, the elder boy, the God figure, the father, met them where they were at. And so the Lord will do the same for us. Second thing is God's joy of us loving him is shared. God's joy of us returning to the Lord, his joy of us loving him is shared. Notice in the parables, all three parables, the God figure shares his joy with others. Our relationship with God is not private. In heaven, we're not going to be alone. We will be with all the angels and all the saints, our family and our friends. We're not alone. Now, those first two parables sometimes kind of go over our modern ears. So the first parable of the, uh, the lost sheep. And Jesus is, of course, addressing the Pharisees and those who, who think they have their act together. And so he's addressing them. He said, well, what shepherd among you would leave the 99 in the desert and go after the lost sheep? Well, what shepherd would do that? A stupid one would. A ridiculous one. Crying in a bucket. Yeah. Would you really leave 99 of them? Notice, our Lord didn't say, well, he crowded up the 99. He made sure they had water, made sure they had food. Okay, you guys are all set. Then he goes out and looks for the lost sheep. That's not the parable. Remember, Jesus is making this up. So he literally says, I'm leaving the 99 out in the desert by themselves. And I'm going to go after that lost sheep. The woman with the lost coin. And scripture scholars says, you know, we're talking about a a penny, a dime. Now, I can honestly tell you, if any of you dare call me at two o'clock in the morning and say, hey, Father Ken, I found my lost dime. I'm going to call someone to take you away. Because it's silly. It's stupid. Of course you wouldn't do that. Can you imagine calling all your friends and relatives and saying, hey, I found a penny? Well, that's just crazy. And yet that's what our Lord is using those examples to say, our Lord is crazy in love with us. All we have to do is is cry out for help, just like Peter when he was drowning, cried out and the Lord immediately helped him. Today, as we continue our journey with Jesus to the cross, we recognize that Our Lord honors our decisions and wants us to love him. But we also realize that we're we're not alone. That this oftentimes is a tactic of the devil to try to separate us, to make us think that we're abandoned by God. Our God is crazy in love with us and will go to any extent to bring us back.